We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let me ask both of you. Are you ready for rapid fire? Yes. Oh, he's got the gun. He's got the gun. <laughs> Bringing him out of the holster. So let's start rapid fire with that then. Vince. Oh. Jesse, ask him the question once again. My question for you is what a Notre Dame win against Clemson erases what from your memory? Marshall, Stanford, or both? Or neither. It, honestly, neither is an option. But yeah. what does a Clemson win kind of negate for you what does it offset for you the only thing it negates is the fact that i had to watch the last notre dame victory at my house (laughs) this one it does not negate either one to be honest with you okay so you can't get over those even with a win a win against clemson i can't because i thought that notre dame would have a good shot against clemson going into the season right it wasn't like a cloud in the sky pie in the sky situation that they were going to beat clemson right and it is very difficult for me to, you know, uh, you know what? Here's a better here's a better analogy for me. If they would have beaten Clemson, then it would have erased like the Ohio State loss. Like okay. those two things are similar to me. Right. I can't erase those two terrible losses against Marshall <laughs> and Stanford. Because okay. now, to me, to that point, if they beat Clemson after playing so well against Ohio State, but they've lost those two stinkers. All that does is make you go, huh, you just kick yourself because now yes. it's like you would be in college football playoff contention Absolutely. Had, you, had you won those games. You yes. know, and even if you lost one of those two games, you're probably still going to creep into New Year's Six comp- you know, conversation at, 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 at the very worst at some point, if you would at least split those games. So, yeah, yeah I agree. I, I don't think it can wipe out either one of them. It just makes you – you know, that much more probably frustrated at the yeah. fact that they lost those two games. What do you yeah, think? so I, I see the frustration part, but for me going into the season, I thought Stanford was a definite win and Clemson was like a toss-up. And I was okay with one of those, you know, Clemson-USC being a loss. And so if they beat Clemson, I'm okay with swapping those out because I was essentially going to be okay if they lost to Clemson already, slash chalking up to a team that I thought that they would probably lose to, right? So it's like... Yeah. I'm okay with swapping them out. I guess I was just seeing if anyone else had the same <laughs> right. ideology. What they, I mean, if yeah. they lose to Clemson and then they lose to USC, I mean, yeah, I, that's... I'm going to bury my head in the sand someplace. 
I do think we'll finally see them ranked, though, if they can beat Clemson. I think they'll get back onto the rank the rankings if they. Okay, they let's just Clemson. reel in. You know, there are there are other days in this week. You know, there are other rapid fire topics you know, that, that have to be used at different points. Okay, we can't shoot them all in one night. All right. I, I well, so what happens when you bring on two people at one time? That's right. We can't just we can't just bobby this up and you know flip flop from one topic to another. Okay. <laughs> guys are here for a reason all right so <laughs> we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. So we've had a couple Chase Claypool questions, and I texted you guys a little bit before the show. This wasn't on the original list, but with Chase okay. Claypool getting traded to uh, to the to the Bears from the Steelers today for a second round pick, Shane Wasson, Tyler Evans says Vince is going to need a Chase Claypool jersey. Jess, I'll let you start with this. What do you think about this trade? I think it's a brilliant move for the Steelers. They get a second round pick. You know, Claypool is coming up to, I think, year four or five. So that rookie deal is almost He's in his over. Third year right now. Yeah. Right. And so year four is usually when you see things get restructured, you start seeing some sort of, you know, increase in salary. And so for me to get them off your books and to get a second round trade pick, and to and then obviously for the Bears, I think they gave up a little too much with the second round pick, but you got Fields another person to throw it to. And that's exactly that's what that's what they've been, you know, he's been crying for, asking for. I know he obviously probably wants some offensive line help too, but he needs more weapons. You texted me about that after the Bears and Cowboys game because I said that the Bears offense looked pretty good. And then you said, well, if they get a few more weapons, they could probably be even better. Oh, so look, at had, you. look at you. Look at you too. <laughs> when we you were actually a, saying good things about the Bears, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> when you add a, you know, a stocky, rangy, fast wide receiver who can go up and get and get the ball, I think both sides ultimately won the trade. I think the Steelers won it just a little bit more because they got a second round pick and they didn't have to worry about, you know, redoing someone's salary as well. So uh, with the guy that you might not potentially bring back in the end and then to get a second for uh in return i thought it was a great deal for the steelers but both sides won in my opinion 
Yeah, they may have given up a little bit too much in, in that second round pick, but I think that based on the weapons that the Bears have right now, you know, Chase Claypool is a better wide receiver now than he was when he was in college. And I don't yeah. think anybody's going to argue with me on that. And he's pretty darn good when he was in college. So I, I will say that, you know, he has the opportunity to be a number one, you know, in Chicago, at the very least a number two. But right now, he, he, you know, he's a number one. And that's fine. You know, you can be a number one. And I think that equals a second round pick. I'm okay with that, to be honest with you, especially with the lack of wide receiver talent that the Bears have had. For the last two decades, if I'm being honest, they Brandon got a wide Marshall, receiver, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and he I said that's the last one. A lone wolf, man. And Claypool like, is like Brandon Marshall, tall, yes, fast, lanky, yep. going to get the ball. And if, if this only if helps Cole Komet, as as people were saying, I mean, Mooney will open up more. We've There's already, you know, Mooney. we've already started to see some, just like Vince or just like Jesse was just talking about it in that Cowboys game the other day. Justin Fields is actually starting to show some stuff. They're letting him run more and actually play to his talents, and it's right. it's helping that offense out. But the thing that he doesn't have is a wide receiver. So, like, my first – when I look at this, I said, man, that second-round pick, I don't know, because like what Jesse said, you got another year with him, and then, you know, you, you with the contract and all that stuff. But they did just get back a second-round pick because they traded Smith and and Robert Quinn as well in in the last week so they've traded away some defense yeah. and like when they started doing that i'm like man what are you doing but then it's like okay these are veteran guys right they're obviously in a rebuild the yeah. offense is what they have to address the most to get justin fields a talent like chase claypool and then as jonathan said they gave up the second rounder to outbid the packers because they needed a a, a wide receiver desperately as well so now if Chase Claypool works out these next couple of years, you can you know you can either franchise him or you sign him to a, a long term deal or you know whatever you need to do, you know so you can keep him around for a little bit if that's what you decide. They had to build that offense if they were ever going to yeah. do anything. And when you know when you take Justin Fields as high as you did, you've got to put something around him. So I really like this deal for him. You know, again, like the second rounder sounded like a lot at first, but when you sit back, I think. Especially you if you need to do something, and now you get an actual veteran receiver to put with it. If this is accurate, and you know me, I'm as petty as they come. <laughs> if this is if this comment is accurate by Jonathan, says the Bears traded their second rounder to outbid the Packers. That was I'm for okay you. with it, baby. <laughs> I'm okay with it. You don't want Aaron Rodgers to make one last run? Uh, I do not. I didn't <laughs> want him to make the first one, so <laughs> I'm good. I thought right. it was overall an exciting NFL deadline. I saw something that was the most trades yeah. at the NFL deadline. There were 10 today. Miami turned, you know, Miami turned Trey Lance because the 49ers traded up for, for Trey Lance. They they flipped that into Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Bradley Chubb. I thought that was pretty incredible That's what they point. did with the, you know, with, with what they got for Trey Lance and then what they were able to turn it into. I thought that that was like the master class on how to, you know, flip picks and get what you need and all that stuff. So it was a really exciting day for NFL trade deadline. And I, yeah. I enjoyed it. It was cool seeing kind of, usually you only see it around like the NBA or the MLB, but it felt like there was more of that kind of like blockbuster kind of going on today with the NFL, which was wow. fun. Yeah. NFL trade deadline used to be kind of just a, eh, but definitely this was, was good. A, one of the bigger ones ever, I think. Absolutely. So. All right, first college football playoff rankings come out tonight. Do you buy or sell Notre Dame showing up in the top 25, Vince? Uh, huge sell. I don't think they deserve <laughs> to be in the top 25, nor do I think they will be. 
in the top 25. And that's fine because they haven't deserved Anybody that loses to Stanford and Marshall doesn't belong in the top 25 right now because they don't have an impressive enough win to be like, okay, well, they lost here, but they won these. It's not there yet. Yes, they've beaten three ranked teams, teams that are probably be ranked in the college football playoff top 25 tonight, I would imagine. And that's great. That's a start. That is not the finish. That is not where you you gotta you've got to get a marquee win. And you've got two more opportunities to do that if you know they're not there yet. Yeah, I'm I'm selling that. They're not there yet as well. Uh, ask and, and you know I don't care for these rankings at all. I, I'm all in it for the for the rankings that come out at the very end, and that's what I'm most looking forward to in Notre Dame because I think they have a very solid chance to finish strong here and get themselves into a top 15 ranking by the end of the year if they can beat Clemson, USC, uh, Navy, and Boston College. I think those two wins against very high ranked Clemson and USC potentially will put them in that top 15 by the end of the year, but they're just not there right now. And I'm okay with that. Like I said, I don't care where we're at right now. I care where we're at at the very end of the season when all the data points are up there and the whole resume uh, is is on display. Yeah. As Stymie said, Driscoll made a strong case for a 25 ranking just to benefit Ohio State and Clemson. And I, Brian and I have talked about that. The college football playoff committee – because of the fact that it's not yeah. people from all over the country sending in votes, they're actually people sitting in the same room and it's a smaller group. They they tend to like to justify who they rank high by back ending the top 25. Yeah, they set it know, up with teams like this. That's right. It's like, well, look, they've got to win over this ranked team. So I am mostly sell. Like if we're talking about are they deserving of it, I'm definitely sell right now unless they beat Clemson Saturday night. But where we are right now, on Tuesday, I would not be completely shocked if it happens. Maybe they're not top 25 now, but maybe they're sitting there 26, 27 even, you know, kind of knocking sure. on the door. That, But I would not be shocked if they show up in that 24, 25 range just because of, you know, again, they've got a history of, of back-ending the top 25 to justify whoever they put in those top four. So do you think Notre Dame will ever be ranked if they don't win this week? Ahead, I think Jess. four losses is tough. I, yeah. I think an eight and four team at the end of the season with two Stanford and Marshall losses, that would be tough, but you would have four ranked wins because I would assume you beat USC. And so you're it's, it's that balance that we were kind of talking about. Do they see the four ranked wins enough to kind of offset the two ugly losses? And then obviously the loss to Ohio state, who is more than likely going to finish in the top five by the end of the season. So, yeah, I think it definitely five losses will not get you in the rankings Four is pushing it i think three definitely gets you there but four is like right on that brink i think that they could potentially end up there um maybe it just depends on what the clemson game is is it a close game is it a blowout i think that kind of factors into it but to me with so many sec teams and you know teams that are in conferences this is where it hurts you and not being in a conference because an eight and four sec is a lot you know gets a lot more respect than what notre dame would at eight and four with stanford and marshall losses so Again, it's. I think there will be more deserving teams with, uh, you know, an eight and four record, nine and three record that would deserve it over Notre Dame. I completely agree. I don't think that Notre Dame is going to get a lot of love because their losses are just bad losses. Yeah, I and mean, they're really bad. Those two yep. losses are really, really bad. And you know, you can say, well, they also lost to whatever. No, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, lost to Ohio State and a loss to Clemson. 
you can write those off. You can't write off those other two. Right. And so if they lose to you, uh, Clemson, I don't think that they will get into the top 25, even if they beat USC. Uh, I just It'll be just an upset by an unranked team at yeah. that point, and it'll be the last game of the season. And so, you know, you're not going to have an opportunity to do much else after that. And so I just, if they lose to Clemson and then win out, I still don't think that they belong in the rankings. I, I just don't see a four-loss team in the rankings. I just don't. Yeah. Yep. Hard to say. Hard to say. Okay, so Syracuse running back Sean Tucker had an interesting tweet after losing to Notre Dame Saturday. Here's what he said. Quote, Saturday we lost. Syracuse 24, Notre Dame 41. I'm not pleased with the outcome of the game. It just wasn't our day. I'm not pleased with my performance, so I'm grinding harder this week on and off the field. I rushed for 60 yards and touchdown, four receptions for 32 yards. Hashtag, I guess this is supposed to say pleased, PL34SED. You got to get your number in there, baby. It's all about product placement. (laughs) That's right. So it's, uh, sorry, go ahead. I've got some thoughts on this. I'm curious, am I reading too much into it? And, and I'll, I'll, I'll give mine last, you know, I'll give, I can give mine either first or last. I don't know like what you guys <laughs> thought of this. So if you guys have something to say, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll start us off go on ahead. this one. I, I'm a big proponent of season starts. It's a grind. Every week's not, you know, some weeks are good. Some weeks are bad. Just stay off the phone. There's no reason to tweet about, you know, performances. Everyone sees your stats. Like everyone, you know, it's, I just don't think that there's any benefit of tweeting out something like that. It's only going to be used against you. And I thought that the funniest thing that came of it is Brandon Joseph posting a picture of him tackling Tucker, putting the same hashtag pleased in there that you're only inviting that kind of stuff. I missed that. You're only inviting that kind of stuff. When you, when you do that. And so to me, it's just like Joe Burrow puts down the phone during the season. You know, he, he's struggling. Things aren't going as well. I just, there's no benefit in my opinion of being on the phone, tweeting stuff like that in season, you're at practice or doing something football related, like 90% of the time you're around the same people, like 90% of the time. So just stay away from it. it nothing good comes from it. It's just ammunition for other people. In my opinion. Vince, and it- it's not a good look. I'm sorry. It, it's not a team look and I'm big on team and he is putting himself out there as an individual and that bothers me. And maybe that makes me sound old school. I don't know, but I don't like it. It doesn't sound like he's team first. It sounds like he's 34 first with his hashtag and everything else. Like, okay, we lost. I'm not pleased with it, but I'm going to keep grinding. You know, it's just, I don't, yeah, you know what? You're the best player on that team or one of them, right? That's great. But you don't need to put it out there in the Twitterverse and, and talk about it. I, I'm sorry. I just, I'm not a fan of that in any way, shape, or form. It sounded way too much me, 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 and a not enough team, team, team. Nice. I like it. I love it. There's the Brandon <laughs> Joseph tweet. It, to me, <laughs> and I agree with what you guys are saying, like, I could have lived with about half of this tweet. Like, I'm not pleased yes. with my performance, so I'm grinding harder this week. Okay, stop. Right there. But, like, I rushed for 60 yards in touchdown. Four receptions for 32 yards. This is like a high school kid yes. with a humble brag on Twitter. It's like, we lost, but here are my stats. Like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know, right. what, what does that have to do with anything? Just 
like if he said, you know, I'm not pleased with my performance. We're grinding harder this week instead of, you know, I'm, gr you know, whatever. Stop. The stats had no place in there. It just makes it, it just makes him look foolish and, and pretty yes. immature, I think. And like you guys said, self-centered. That's that's the biggest takeaway I had from the whole thing. So I think we're all on the same page. Well, and yes. I, I'm going to pull this up too. Uh, one, you know, Thomas says y'all are overreacting. This is and this is how NIL works. He's marketing himself. If I'm in charge of the NIL dollars and I'm trying to find an athlete, I'm not having him because I don't like the way he puts himself in front of everybody else after a crappy performance. Sorry. And I, I mean, if he was if he was going to get NIL, he'd be getting NIL. Like he's not going to get right. it for tweeting that he rushed for 60 yards and a touchdown. Sorry, so, hard pass. Yeah. I guess if he wants to have his hashtag out there, whatever. Stupid. It sounds like some of these rankings are uh, being thrown out right now. Yeah, yeah the rankings are coming out. Vince and Brian are doing a full ranking show at 8 o'clock, so we'll kind of leave that in the rearview mirror. Double we'll duty Vince tonight. Keep yeah, it going right, and try to get a couple <laughs> questions in here before we wrap up this show. But, again, Brian and Vince have the uh, full – and maybe some other guys from the crew as well <laughs> – have the full college football playoff ranking show tonight. So in the wake of the Michigan State-Michigan brawl over the weekend, some have suggested they need to take a break oh in gosh. playing the rivalry. Do you guys buy or sell that? Hard sell. Hard sell. <laughs> Just because a couple guys couldn't control themselves in the tunnel doesn't mean you stop playing the game. I'm sorry. That's terrible. Well, It's terrible what happened. I get you it. might remember Notre Dame and Miami used to play quite a bit. And but they're not – do we but consider they, they Miami were rivals a rival? back then? They were rivals back then. They were For big like time a rivals. Five back year then. period, they were a rival. Well, That's because they were playing all the time, and, okay. and it was it was like I get and what I, you're saying. I said that Notre Dame and Clemson are rivals right now more so than Notre Dame and, right. and Stanford. So I'm kind of going against what I said because I think Clemson and Notre Dame are rivals right now. They are because, not traditional rivals, right? But like, there was no other reason to end the rivalry with Miami other than stuff like this happening, you know, like right. because it that. got too bitter and they decided that it wasn't worth continuing. I just feel like the rivalry between Michigan and Michigan state runs deeper than any rivalry that Notre Dame ever had with Miami. Gotcha. So I would say because of that, no, you don't cancel the rivalry. That's who holds my tell tell you different. Yeah, though, he, might. <laughs> he might. Yeah. I'm, this might be my biggest sell of all time. It's Michigan and Michigan state. It's one of the biggest rivalries I've lived in Michigan. They hate each other's guts. The fans hate each other's guts. It's the best time of the year. I like being devil's advocate, standing in the <laughs> middle and saying, you guys suck. You guys suck. And making fun of both <laughs> of them at the same time. Nice. But you know, there's, I think that there's more to this than, than just, you know, it, it's not a, it's not a function of the rivalry. I mean, it is a function of the rivalry. They obviously don't like each other, but there just needs to it, there needed to be more kind of things in the in the in the tunnel personnel wise to, to for these situations that arise. And I've heard that this is an issue that has that has come up before a lack of personnel in the tunnel yeah. to kind of officiate, you know, who should be in there, who shouldn't be in there, you know, getting between you know people when this kind of situations happen. And so I think it's a full it's a 50 50. I think obviously players know not to act like that, but there also needs to be people. Uh, in place for when stuff like this does happen so it doesn't escalate to the level that it got to. Right, and there's a reason Notre Dame built a second tunnel. They built the, yeah. the, the visitor's tunnel because Notre Dame's tunnel is not that big. Now, it's bigger than that Michigan tunnel. I think – you well, know, Michigan tunnel super long. It, it is like, very long, and it's – yeah, and it's – you know, it's, it's pretty narrow, and apparently it's been there, you know, basically that's the one – 
tunnel that they've had. So you could solve some of this by having another, another, another tunnel. Now, a lot of schools only have one tunnel. Notre Dame for a long time only had one tunnel. They finally built the second tunnel. It was narrow, so Purdue could complain that they didn't get their drum through that you know small little tunnel. But you've got a separate tunnel. I think that that would help some of this. Michigan Athletics makes a lot of money. Just build another tunnel. Either that or have a better system for how these guys – get through there you know you like, and i went to a lot of notre dame games the rivalry sean you and i went to a lot of notre dame games right the referees would stop one team until the whole team was through right and then that team got to go right i don't understand why number one why that didn't happen and number two why are i'm not condoning the actions of the michigan state players can i just put an asterisk next to that <laughs> but why are one or two random michigan guys trying to go up the tunnel at the exact same time as the Michigan State players. Dude, safety in numbers, man. Stay back with your team. There's no reason for you to be there right then. But again, that doesn't condone the actions. It's just, why are you trying to sneak up early, man? Like, I, I agree. And, you know, and it's just, I mean, I think they talked about it a little bit last night, but it's just it's just nuts. Like when you see some of the video and and, it is. and hear I agree. what happened, that it's you know like and too many people standing around not stopping it too. I have a big right. problem. Well, with that. right, that's I did. You know, there was an older usher type guy who was you know, like the closest to it, and I did see him kind of try to get in there. But what are you going to do? <laughs> well, there were you know when you're an older usher and you've got five a Michigan mob State, of people. You know, yeah, I mean it's and there were there scene. were other like there was another video I saw where there were people who I can't remember which team they belong to, but they were literally running the other direction. Like, really? I, you're right. there for a reason, and running the other direction is not it. Right. But, <laughs> exactly. Right, anyway. Off soapbox. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Which was more shocking Sunday, the Dallas Cowboys wearing their blue jerseys at home or Bears quarterback Justin Fields jumping over Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons rather than <laughs> touching him down? All he had to do was touch him before Parsons recovered the f- – well, he had already recovered the fumble before he returned it for a touchdown. Jesse's going to have a much better reasoning for this than I'm going to have <laughs> because – it was very apparent very early on that the Bears were not going to be contending in this game, so I stopped watching it pretty early on. Plus, I had to coach little girl basketball. But I was more surprised because I did see the beginning of the game that the Cowboys were wearing their blues at home. That was weird to me. I didn't understand it. I was going to ask you about it since you guys are the resident Cowboy fans as to why in the world that was happening. But that was more surprising to me because I didn't see the other one. 
I think the what was more surprising was Justin Justin Fields not touching down Parsons because Cowboys just they they, they seem to just kind of do whatever they want sometimes when and especially when it comes I think they didn't want to be upstaged by the the Bears wearing all that orange at home and so they had to bring out you know their their kind of color uniforms as well that that's at least where I'm seeing it but for me the the part Fields not touching down Parsons was just incredible. <laughs> Just because like, what are you doing? it's like it's a it's an obvious turnover none of your other players are around and all you have to do and i get it he's trying to just get out of the play and you know avoid injury but if you touch him with one hand while he's down that's like the easiest act in football that there might be uh you know staying out of harm's way so i just couldn't believe it obviously he wasn't trying to and you know, he probably thought that someone else touched him or, you know, there there had to be reasoning for it, right? He didn't deliberately just jump over him and, you know, Parsons gets up and, and runs it back for a touchdown. But that was more surprising to me because I think he has more football common sense than that. And so that that was just really surprising for me. And I the, the jersey thing, you know, the Cowboys are just so spontaneous sometimes. They just seem to kind of <laughs> just do what they want sometimes. Jerry's in, Jerry's in money-making mode. Yeah, I mean, it came yeah. out of the blue with, like, I turned on the TV and it's like, oh, I didn't know they were wearing blue jerseys today. And then you've got <laughs> Dallas wearing blue and and the Bears wearing all this orange, the orange yeah. helmets they brought back. Oh, I don't there. mind those. I don't know why everyone hates those orange helmets. They're not I don't mind the orange them. helmet, I think, if it's with a blue jersey or even a white jersey, but Orange and orange is a bit much. I need okay. to be white on white on white. Bring it. Let's go. White. The real craziness on that. that play is like I saw a picture tweeted where like Justin or uh, Micah Parsons, I think, is getting double teamed to the just to the left of Justin Fields. And there are like three more offensive linemen up in front of him. So there's only like one guy in blue in this picture as as Fields is throwing that pass. And the caption on the tweet was, Micah Parsons scored a touchdown on this play. <laughs> he chases down the play after getting away from this double team, recovers the fumble, then he's down on the ground, then Fields does the leapfrog over him, and Parsons returns it for it. Because I, I remember when Parsons was getting up, and I'm like, no way. He was touched down. Somebody touched him. And then they show that replay, and literally, like if Fields' cleat had just grazed Micah Parsons' back on that play, <laughs> you know, taking down. Taking away from being a Cowboys fan, watching Micah Parsons is like my favorite thing to do in football right now. Being That's a fair. defensive player and just seeing like last week he got beat on a play against the Lions. He he gets up to 21 miles per hour and, and tackles the Lions guy at the half yard line. The next play, the Lions fumble and the Cowboys get the ball back. And that's all set up by a hustle play by him just chasing down the play. And again, this week he chases down a play, picks up a loose ball and runs it back. It's just. He's well, always got that motor. It's crazy to see someone never take a break knowing how good he is. And that, it's just refreshing to watch. I tell honestly. you what, you know, J.D. Bertrand has been criticized for, for just reasons this year. But if you watch J.D. Bertrand, you know, he doesn't have the speed and athleticism of Micah Parsons, but he's made those kind of plays as well where he's gotten beat in the backfield and then he's running down guys 30, 40 yards downfield. Now, part of the reason he's got to is because he got beat in the backfield, but He's not giving up on the play, so I will at least, you know, I, I will give him that. You know, you see a lot of that same kind of effort. He just doesn't kind of have that high-end speed that Mike Parsons has. <laughs> it's Yeah, the mentality, and that, that's obviously coached, and that's a good thing that you want to see as, a, you know, a defensive fan is 
your coach is teaching you to just constantly rally to the ball because you never know what's going to happen. You never know when something like that's going to pop out. Yeah. You run drills like that all the time for just being ready for anything like that. Well, I should have known that the three of us would go and go and go. You tonight. knew that was going to happen. Right. That's yeah, right. When you told me we we're going to stay between six and seven, I was like, yeah, it's never going to happen. <laughs> no chance. We finished the first segment a little bit before. <laughs> yes, we did. So we're going to give Vince a little break. So uh, I'm over here taking notes on the uh, ranking. So yeah, you're good. getting all the, the college football playoff ranking yeah. numbers coming in. Yep. All right. Great stuff tonight, guys. It was a lot of fun. It's the first time we've ever had the three of us together. So it needs to happen uh, again. And yeah. I think it will. I think so. So uh, we've got the mailbag show tomorrow. Of course, Jess will be back with his whiteboard on Thursday. And then coming up here in just a little bit for the Livesters is Vince and Brian and whoever else happens to be. I think it's just the two of us. Just the two of you guys now? Okay. I think it's just the two of us. So. In about 34 minutes, make sure you uh, lock in. There'll be a new room, a new link. So if you're going to be here for both, make sure you come on over. Because uh, <laughs> I've got some notes already written down over here about some of these rankings. I, it's very confusing to me, uh, some of these. So it's going to be fun. All right. That's going to do it for tonight. Appreciate it, guys. We will talk to you manana, IB Nation Sports Talk. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.